Bill, according to our records, you're dead. I'm what? Casting from the deep depths of cyberspace, this is Darn IT Podcast, Cybersecurity Made Simple, and I'm your host, Darnley G, CEO of Darn IT Group. Episode 26, Cybersecurity Concerns During a Pandemic. Thank you for tuning in to this latest podcast. I'm so glad to have you guys here again. Um, Let's talk about cybersecurity concerns. Now, that's fundamentally what Darn IT Podcast has been about. But this pandemic really has changed and sort of highlighted the importance of cybersecurity because it affects all of us and those who are aware or may not be aware of the pleasantries of cybersecurity you have to understand that now we all have this sort of crosshair on our backs that could potentially harm us in some way. Now, to put into perspective, as much as we are all feeling the crunch, we're all feeling some of the issues that are brought about this pandemic, understand that there are millions of business owners, leaders, and employees who have been sort of offset from this pandemic. But again, there is something that we all or most of us tend to forget is what is it that we have some sort of oversight on? What is something that we are forgetting or neglecting to focus on? Now, with the workforce moving from a office capacity or a mix of office and work from home capacity to straight work from home capacity, that shift really has changed the way that we perceive security and how we interact with one another in those environments. But on top of that, understanding that there's a significant amount of personal data, corporate data, that is sort of all-encompassing when it comes to operating your technology or running your business in a remote sense. So these will bring up some concerns. I'll go over a few points with you now of some of the things to watch out for to to kind of get a better idea and perspective on because it's not just about setting it and forgetting it or assuming that it is now your employees or it's just the company's responsibility to focus on this. Understand that cybersecurity is a village. It takes a village to build. It's a village to gain awareness on, and it's a village to in order to protect the organization as a whole. So that includes jobs, data, IPs, what have you. Understand that this information is is crucially important, but not only for the company or for the IT or cybersecurity departments, but it's for the longevity of the organization. Now, I'm sure you've seen, heard, and felt different businesses closing their doors or filing for bankruptcy because they could no longer pay the bills or they could no longer pay employees, so they let them go. So 
let's talk about the first point here is devices that are remotely connected. Now, most businesses do not provide the hardware software for people to operate. They basically went from a workstation to bring your own device model. Some organizations have had technology in, in house, um, but then just moved it over to the outside. But some of you may remember the good old days where security was centrally managed. Security was everything that was inside the four corners of that office building or company. And that was safely managed from the IT department. They were able to uh, be the gatekeepers, which was a simpler time and which is not the case anymore. To put it in perspective, anyone who's remotely connected, there is sensitive data, work-related documents on unsecured devices. So someone who does not come from any sort of technical IT or security background just wants to do their job, just wants to be able to pay the bills at the end of the day and not have to worry about looking at other subsidy programs from the government. So they are not looking up or researching how to get the latest patches and updates on their devices. They also may be uh, carrying a device that may be a few months, a few, a few years old, sorry. They may have technology that's a bit antiquated. It's about seven to 10 years old. Um, don't really see a point in upgrading or buying a new computer. Uh, doesn't feel like they need to make that investment to buy a new piece of technology and it should be the corporation's responsibility. However, which way you want to spin this, understand that most of these devices are probably not really secured properly. They do not have latest updates. There's IT departments are basically hands off at this point and the organization's relying on the people to take care of their own technology. There was a study done by Hive.io which states that 85% of organizations are, are anticipating a larger remote, remote force which will threaten operations because of those new risks. So that's saying that, that organizations are anticipating a increase of a remote, a remote force. And there's another percentage of 22% of organizations fear the increase of business costs. So to take that into perspective, if the organization is supplying the hardware, if the organization's supporting the actual licenses, they're supporting the hardware, the software, uh, the security, etc., that this will be an increase of, of capital expenses, but only not just only expenses, but the manage, manageability of these services. A lot of organizations do not have in-house cybersecurity teams. They may have uh, IT teams, but understand that a lot of businesses are heavily relying on their IT departments in-house or outsourced, but they are not security oriented. Now, the issue with this is, is that a lot of IT teams do not have the, the capabilities, uh, the desire, or the background to handle some security threats. Now, typically speaking, IT is all encompassing, which includes security. 
but there are specialties within cybersecurity which should be addressed by cybersecurity experts and not re- and companies should not rely on the IT department alone unless they come from a security background. But most of us here in the security industry knows that cybersecurity jobs is very uh, turbulent and there's a lot of ebbs and flows when it comes to employees. So you're not going to get someone there who may necessarily be security oriented that will stay there for an unprecedented amount of time where they would eventually leave uh, due to other job offers, etc. Because this job field is literally in, in high demand, especially at these times. Another point is weak remote access. So understand that a lot of remote users are accessing the corporate networks via VPNs to access those corporate networks. Now, how they access those VPNs are one thing, but the other thing is organizations may have set something up, but not necessarily give some sort of practice or guidance or some sort of clear a clear-cut route to say, these are some of the things that you must do while working remotely. Uh, one thing that we can recommend is to highly encourage your employees to use the corporate VPNs, because sometimes that does not happen, to access corporate data. To it, Tell them to avoid using a public um, access. So I know not everyone's going to a coffee shop anymore, but as stores are opening, uh, most people may be working remotely in coffee shops or in airports or donut shops or whatever the case may be. They're not using their their private access. But again, a lot of people do work from home who stay working at home but do not have the most up-to-date routing, routing, router f- uh, firmware or um back-end provisions to protect them against these threats. A lot of people have are using antiquated hardware on the network side and as well as the network side or workstation, sorry, side. So there are a lot of things that a lot of users do not know better or, or remaining ignorant on because they're not fully educated on the remote access hygiene for which they should be employed while doing their their work which brings me to the next point is cyber hygiene and incident response now understanding that that securing data for users over various geographical locations is hard and it's difficult and like my earlier comment about the security is has gone more complex as opposed to the traditional uh, build your fortress aspect understand that the security data component becomes more complex. There's more touch points. There's more availability for cyber criminals to intercept and obtain your data. Now, there was a study done by uh, Bermuda Networks that states that 46% of global businesses encountered at least one cybersecurity incident by going remote. So to summarize, a lot of businesses who tend to go remote, which is now all businesses, but this is a study done last year, prior to the the pandemic, that 46% of businesses encountered a cybersecurity incident. So that basically is saying that there, even though by going remote, there's still a exponential increase of risk while moving your force from a locally based operation to, to a remote 
operations because there's some complexities involved with that. Uh, our security teams are asking employees to keep systems up to date, patched and protected. But the problem with this is no matter how much you press this button, if it's internal or external, that a lot of people are not taking this seriously. There is a limited amount of desire from the end users to take this seriously because they all have this mentality. Sorry, not all, but most people have this mentality that if I'm working for a big corporation, it should be their responsibility to protect me, not the other way around. And that's an approach that we here at Darn IT Group have been trying to remove for businesses for many years now because we understand that there are a lot of misconceptions when it comes to who's responsible for what. And we always use that cybersecurity takes a village to maintain because it really is. And you can't expect an organization to invest money on the IT side of things. And you're having employees that are clicking on links, downloading third-party apps or third-party unsolicited apps, etc., which could really damage that hygiene. It's like the dental analogy is you got to brush your teeth twice a day. And yeah, you may skip it one day or two days, etc., which you won't necessarily find uh, in, uh, 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 an impact in your in your mouth. But if this continues on for many months and years, then you will start seeing that your teeth are rotting away and you have gum issues, etc. The same rule applies for cyber hygiene is that you must brush your cyber teeth twice a day in order to remain uh, vigilant, responsive, and to minimize your risk in, in uh, cyberspace. And by implementing multi-factor authentication can also help avoid some data breaches as well. A lot of organizations have one lock and key, so a password as you will, being able to access the crown jewels of the organization. By having multi-tiered level authentication processes in place for any size organization, this will also help the hygiene and reduce the amount of incidences an organization goes through uh, while relying on different technologies for their business. Now, another point in terms of mitigation, um, one in terms of this pandemic that I wanted to highlight is with the WHO, the World Health Organization. Now, with the the pandemic, there have been a exponential increase in phishing attacks from the quote-unquote WHO, which will bring people to articles, forums, stuff like that that may be fabricated. There's also an increased amount of third-party applications being distributed on, on different platforms where it's asking people to download these applications, to fill in this information, etc. And there's a lot more baiting going on which is looking for people to click on attachments. So like an, a so-called so Excel document or PDF, etc. These sort of tactics from the who, the quote and unquote who is allowing people to put their guard down and accessing these, these document, these so-called documentations. All the while, these are criminals injecting malware into their computers and is thus infecting as many computers as possible for their malicious means. The last and final point is with business continuity plans. Now, we all know about Zoom. We understand that there is a vulnerability in Zoom that went from, and I know I speak from experience, from someone who wasn't an avid user of Zoom, but someone who who used Zoom once in a while, went from Zoom to nothing at all, given the fact that there have been a 
plethora of vulnerabilities that were entailed with Zoom. And I understand that they are now fixing these vulnerabilities, but doesn't change the fact that damage has already been done. Credentials have been leaked. It's It just doesn't vibe well for me. And this is the main reason why we don't use Zoom any longer because of those those ongoing threats against the application. For anyone who uses Zoom, if you need to use Zoom, just use a web-based application only. Now, continuity plans could be anywhere between, you know, what if something happens to this computer? What if something happens to the server? Having a plan in place for the the backup purposes, the redundancy purposes of your organization, because if you all put all your your documents in wild one cloud document, and we've had some examples of this before here, where all businesses put everything into one resource because it may be cheaper or easier to access, or this is how they had it at the office. Um, understand that's that one point of failure, which could essentially slow down or take down your business altogether. Um, also having some company specific communication because the the pandemic left a lot of organizations to sort of hodgepodge it. There's a lot of uh, communication through emails or through different applications. So having a concrete plan of how you and your employees will communicate, um, having some sort of specific channel like um, like Teams, Slack, or Meet, for example, uh, have something that's sanctioned by the, the corporation to communicate to employees so that things don't get misconstrued over email or messy or misunderstood over email. So having some sort of iron clan plan set, especially during the pandemic, which the end may or may not be anytime near, uh, is understanding the, the vulnerabilities when it comes to cybersecurity and that all organizations need to focus on this more than ever. And even coming out of this pandemic, that there should still be a concern for cyber risk for any sort of organization. So I truly feel that this pandemic has rang a lot of alarm bells for organizations so that they must implement proper measures for the organizations to protect themselves, but also their employees at the same time. Now, this is the reason why I always recommend some sort of cybersecurity training along with uh, active mitigation of threats on the network. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast of Darn IT Podcast. I'm your host, Darnley G. If you like this show and want to know some more, please like or subscribe our podcast. Remember, look both ways before crossing the information superhighway. Safe computing, everybody.